Our mission is to discuss extraction, processing, business practices, and lessons learned with the established experts of the extraction process. This is Mission Supercritical, a service of Apex Supercritical, the leading CO2 extraction equipment manufacturer. Now, here to navigate our broadcast is a U.S. Navy veteran and the founder and president of Apex Supercritical. Andy Joseph. Okay, welcome to Mission Supercritical, an exclusive radio show that highlights the extraordinary individual success stories of more of Apex Supercritical's more than 500 customers who are currently operating in your cannabis industry. I'm your host, Andy Joseph, president and founder of Apex Supercritical. Thanks for joining our show today. Uh, today's guest, we have Bob Knox. Bob is a uh, Apex Supercritical customer who has a, a one of our smaller units, a, a one-liter system, currently operating CO2 Labs out of Massachusetts. Welcome to the show, Bob. Well, thanks for having me, Andy. Yeah, yeah. So, so Bob, let's uh, let's let's start out here with a little bit of your background. You know, what? Tell me what you did for your your real job, where you where you worked, or what your profession is. You know, before cannabis and, and the cannabis industry as as we know it here today. And then, how'd you make the transition? What 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 led you into cannabis? Well, uh, I've been a programmer for about 20 years now, um, mainly using a product that uh, was called HP Extreme. It's since been sold, but it does formatting of uh, data into business forms like healthcare forms, bank statements, things like that. Um, but I've, I, I became highly specialized in here and sort of fit in a niche and have been a consultant for the past 15 years for a uh, Canadian uh, software company. Um, doing the exact same, the, the, that same stuff for them. So I've been in the technical field working with computers for years, and I'm just uh, um, a little tired of that and wanted to uh, get out and uh, expand my horizons and possibly uh, start my own business and get moving in the extraction uh, piece of the cannabis industry. Right, so you're so you're you're in the software industry. You're you're doing the the daily grind. Were you working out of a out of an office at a big corporate building? You know, Silicon Valley kind of stuff, or was it? Uh, I did that for. Um, I did a commute up into Boston for I think it was seven years. Um, left there, became a consultant, and actually did the Monday to Friday commute, where I fly out on Monday, fly home on Friday for two years. And now, for the past twelve years, I've been uh, working at home doing the same thing, but doing it from behind my desk, traveling occasionally, but not uh, not much, and really enjoying uh, being able to, uh, to avoid commutes and work at home and, and just enabling me to put this time into the side business um, of the, the laboratory I'm trying to get built yeah. to, uh, to make extraction. Yeah, it's obviously. So, uh, so you know, music to my ears there, right? You, you left the corporate grind, you know, taking the train into Boston and uh, make your way into being at home, right? And and have the, the luxury to be able to work from home and, and be an entrepreneur comes with a lot of uh, a lot of negative side as well, right? It's it's all pros and cons. Um, but more importantly, it allows you to work on your, your quote unquote side business. I've got a, a real similar story with uh, with Apex, and that you know we started it in a in a pole barn in my backyard uh, while I worked a quote unquote real job. So, but uh, but let, let's dig into it here. So you, you got this side business now. You're doing this this cannabis extraction stuff. Before you go there, how did you how did you get into cannabis? Right? Were you a you know a patient medical user, recreational user prior, or do you have any experience with yeah. it? 
I had a medical card uh, from the first time they came out in Massachusetts. I don't know, that's going to be, what, seven years ago now? Uh, and that allowed me to grow plants in my house. It also allowed me to tinker around with extractions, not CO2, just uh, tinctures and soaking in alcohol, that sort of thing. I, I, I took that and then just kept experimenting, um, go on vacation, places like Colorado or California, and tried these uh, cartridge, vapor cartridge things. And they, uh, I really enjoyed them. And once I found those, I, I, I worked backwards and started to figure out how they were made or who made them or, or where they came from. And that's how I came across Apex Supercritical, just doing research on the web on how, how uh, oil cartridges and came backwards to you. And then uh, started doing research, reached out a little bit um, to your company and uh, ended up flying to Colorado for one of your demo days to get a better look at your systems and meet some of the people. And I really enjoyed the way your your company seems like a family and you, they, everyone is just so friendly and outgoing and not, uh, uh, I don't know, pretty much what I'm trying to get out of is what I saw in the hotel this morning when I went out to get coffee and uh, four people huddled around a, a desk trying to figure their next sales pitch for that next 10 a.m. or 9.30 a.m. meeting that they have to get to. Like, uh, I just want to get away from that and get into uh, just run production, running something myself, working with a few people instead of uh, a big corporation. Right, right. Uh, corporate, you know, big corporations, uh, you know, it's it's rough. But, uh, you know, again, the, the danger of being an entrepreneur is, you know, when when you're uh, when you're successful or, you know, if you're if you're lucky enough to be successful, suddenly you find yourself being the man uh, as opposed to being the, you know, the person who's trying to get away from the man. So watch watch out for that one. You know, that, uh, that one that one caught me by surprise. You know, not that Apex is like this, you know, massive conglomeration, but uh, it, I think it was about my fifth or sixth employee that I said, wait a minute, I'm, I'm the man now. I what what the heck happened here? I quit my job to get away from the man. So yeah, that's, yeah. It, uh, I guess be, be careful. That's kind of what happened happened with the company I worked for. We were a band of ten to twelve uh, ten to twelve uh, consultants with a few project managers and some other management built in around it. And then one of them had a bright idea to develop a software product, and now we're a hundred people strong and. My job has completely changed, and it's all about sell, sell, sell instead of supporting a customer and uh, and doing what they need right then. You know? Right. It, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, so you're, you know, so you, you find yourself uh, liking vape pens, wanting to get into the vape pen market. Um, uh, you know, Massachusetts has, has you know been recreational for a while. Was your focus uh, initially, you know, or your thoughts initially, more geared towards uh, uh, the medical side and patients, or was it more geared towards looking forward to you know when Massachusetts finally gets the the recreational laws and uh, and regulations on the book? Yeah, I'm more looking towards the uh, recreational. I started um, with the medical card to be able to do it in my to do this for myself, um, only bec- only to be able to, uh, to to experiment. I want when recreational hits in another six months, I'd like to be able to hit the ground running. Already been through the what I've been through in the past year, um, especially with the the, the smaller machine. Um, I can't imagine if I jumped into a bigger machine to start and, 
and, and trying and going through some of the mistakes I made, they'd be five times bigger because it holds five times more. You know, it, 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 I, I really like the approach I, I started with just buying a little desktop model, getting it working, learning the pre and post processes, how they affect the outcome and all that. And then when it finally hits and all their rules are finalized, I can make an educated decision whether I may not even do it in Massachusetts. There's so much coming up around me between Vermont. Um, they're, they're waiting to see if their governor will sign recreational now. Um, Rhode Island's right on the cusp. Uh, New Hampshire's on the cusp. Maine had it, then they pulled it back. Uh, so it, it's all a bit crazy. Yeah, it, it definitely crazy. It, uh, the whole cannabis industry is kind of crazy, I think a lot of people would say. But uh, Massachusetts has obviously met a little bit of resistance. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a great story that you have there. And, and you know, appreciate you being a customer on our, on our 1,500 one-liter benchtop system. And, and, you know, that's really what it was designed for. I mean, you, you were, you're like the target perfect customer that, you know, we designed that system uh, around, which is small, entrepreneurial. Uh, some folks are using it in a collective environments, uh, folks like yourself using it more in an R&D capacity. Um, so, you know, Bob, we're, uh, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break here. And when we come back, I want to I want to take a deep dive into something you just mentioned there. Some of the uh, some of the mistakes, some of the learning curve that you've you've taken yourself through. Fortunately, on a on a smaller scale with our one liter system, um, and you know what what happened with those mistakes, what where to go, and and uh, you know where where do you think you're going to be positioned now that you've had this experience? So let's take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll we'll deep dive into that. We'll regroup for more mission super critical after we hear from our sponsors. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC, symbol MCIG. Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Get informed, get inspired, and get connected on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Mondays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com 
Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to Mission Supercritical. Again, we've got Bob Knox, Massachusetts' finest on the uh, on the line right now, Bob. We talked a little bit about your uh, your career, software engineer. Uh, got, a, got yourself in the corporate world. Didn't uh, care for it much. Fortunate enough to move into consulting capacity. Freed up a little bit of time, and so you you, you dive into the the medical marijuana and or uh, recreational marijuana. Hopefully here in the in the near future with the the Apex Supercritical 1500 one liter benchtop system. Previous segment, you mentioned a couple things that you, you you learned on that you're glad you did it on a smaller scale. Can you expound on on what a couple of those might be? Uh, sure. Um, temperature matters. Uh, depends what temperature you're running your system at, what type of oil you're going to come out with. Uh, so if I run it at a lower temperature, I tend to get a darker oil. Uh, run at a higher temperature, I I get a lighter oil. If one of the major issues that we, that I've had are the cartridges and Meeting with some other people here t- here today, uh, we everyone's having the same issue: uh, leakages, uh, inconsistencies throughout the, the the industry. There doesn't seem to be good standards of how to how to buy these cartridges to be able to sell them. Because I, when I go to sell uh, a cartridge, and if someone buys that cartridge and it gets sticky halfway through and gets all gunked up, they're never going to buy your cartridge again. There's enough of them out there that they'll just pick a different brand. And unfortunately, it happens to everyone. We just have to find a way to to fix this. Um, another issue I've had is uh, uh, residual alcohol in my oil. Um, I was producing oil, and, bring, and it tasted great, looked great, um, but I brought it to get it tested, and it still had about 10% ethanol in it. It wasn't harmful. But it wouldn't be legal to sell. Um, it, that's something that I needed to. I needed had questions on authorization and, and getting it out. Um, right, right, right. So, so, all right. So, hold on. Before we dig, before, let's let's dig into a couple of these a little bit here. So, you know, the 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 cartridge problem that you mentioned there, right? So, the cartridges are leaking. Um, this is absolutely one of the biggest complaints about uh, vape pen cartridges uh, across the board. Is is they they leak. Uh, they're not consistent. Sometimes the, the elements burn out. Um, the the viscosity of the oil uh, can be a huge problem, right? And um, how you know some cartridges seem to be better at, at handling a more viscous or a thicker oil than you know something that that flows more like water. Um, so uh, a lot of people will cut uh, to, to try to get over that, right? The you know the cartridge itself might leak, but a thinner oil or or you know seems to, to handle a little better. How did have you worked out any solutions on on getting the viscosity changed so that it'll flow better and and wick better into the the, the cartridge? Uh, I have not yet. That's what I was talking with some of the people about today. Uh, it, I think it, they work better with the thicker oil. Um, but okay. that becomes a, a separate problem in that it's much harder to fill a cartridge with a thick oil. Um, people don't want to put artificial thinners in there. Um, I haven't been putting any thinners in mine except difficulty residual alcohol that I've had problems getting out. But uh, I, I know people that do put some coconut oil extracts in there, and, and that works and is tasteless. Um, uh, but but again, there's no where, where do I go to get these questions answered besides trial and error, and trial and error costs a lot of money. So, 
Right, right. Well, and that actually uh, it brings a good point. You, you mentioned you talk about it today. So um, as goofy as it sounds, uh, Bob and I are actually sitting two doors down from each other in the uh, in the Apex facility here. <laughs> we're we're interviewing, but we're not in the same room together, so we could do the uh, do the Skype session. But you're actually participating in one of our um, one of our, our our learning sessions, if you want to call it that, winterization distillation course, um, which you know a lot of our customers find useful. Not so much to to come here and learn how to do the basic winterization or distillation process, but to network and learn from from other folks who are having these kind of problems. So I think there's there's four, maybe five people in the class today. Is that right? Yep. No, I think there was five and uh, from all over, from West Coast, uh, one from Ohio, one from near me in Vermont. Um, they were, we were all over the place. Right, right. So you so you're you're able to engage and interact with these guys. What what what's one of the biggest takeaways that you got? What's uh, what's something that you learned from the crew today? Let's see. I. I, I I think it has to be with about handling the oil and that uh, the ultimate viscosity I'm going for, I think, is going to be the almost a solid form by the time it's done and how to handle that once uh, or how to fill pens with that. Basically, uh, he's warming the, the cartridge themselves on a heating pad and using uh, syringes with heated oil and just getting it in there before it cools. And you just got to, you just have to get good at it um, to, and learn the dexterity pieces where I'm just still a little fumbly trying to get it done. Um, right. Interesting. And so is that, is that more of a, of a, of a silica wick or a ceramic wick type of pen approach? Or is that still more uh, of a cloth wick? I, I've been testing both. Um, I had been using a wick type um, with they were uh, metal cartridges with glass, but the, they had wicks in there that they they seemed to work okay in anything half gram or under. But the grams were were consistently getting clogged. I just started testing some ceramic ones uh, to see if we could uh, if I could get a better a better success rate with those. Um, and, and I mean, we need near a hundred percent. I'm even like one in ten, one or one in fifteen is a bad, a bad uh, failure rate for these. Uh, right, right. Because as you mentioned, there's the the market's flooded with vape pens, and if somebody if, if yours leaks, you can pretty much guarantee you that customer is not going to come back and try it again. Yeah, and uh, again, <laughs> when you're working, I haven't found a good company to work with. On that either, it's either I'm going to Alibaba and and sh- shot in the dark to try and get them, or they could be. Uh, I've gotten the same pens from the same company twice in a row, and they're coming. They'll be completely different. And the first ones all work fine, so I reordered, and the second ones are just a joke. So it, it I need a, a good place in the, to go to that that's going to do all this for me, and they tell me, no, these are the ones you need, the oil you have. If you have this viscosity oil, these are the ones you should use. Right, And, and right. we don't have them yet. Well, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, as a result of this this uh, radio session, this podcast here, somebody will listen and and know the solution to your problem. So, you know, if, if you're out there and you're listening to this, uh, fast forward to the end where we're going to give Bob's contact information, <laughs> and 
and he'll hopefully help you out. Yeah, right? maybe that'd be a good outcome. So you know, so you're struggling a little bit with kind of the implementation, but uh, on on the extraction front, right? You use the use the one liter system. Uh, I understand you got about 350 runs uh, on the on the one liter. Um, and uh, you use the extraction system. You get the bulk extract. Are you are you winterizing and uh, and distilling, or are you doing any kind of secondary processing like that? Yes, yes. Uh, I'm pre-processing first with uh, I am decarving uh, and then freeze drying. And uh, just like the harvest freeze dryer you have here, yep. I have one of those in my house. Um, so I'm removing all the water from it ahead of time and then running it, uh, cleaning it out with alcohol. Uh, Heating the alcohol, freezing the alcohol, uh, filtering it. Then I've actually added a uh, a carbon filtering step. I'm mixing in uh, uh, activated charcoal, uh, carbon, just uh, with coconut husks or whatever they use. Yep. Um, and then filtering filtering it again through a two micron filter, and it gets a much clearer, lighter oil. And I really don't lose much uh, volume at all maybe two or three percent um, uh, out of the oil by filtering it through the carbon, but it gives it a much cleaner look and uh, and a much cleaner taste, I think. I think that really helps. Right. And what's the, what's the viscosity of it at that point? Well, when I'm filtering it, it's still in the alcohol. Okay. Okay. So you have, okay, so you filter it. So you haven't done your, your rotary evaporator yet. So you, you right. take that after you... Yep. Okay. I do the rotary evaporator and it's... Uh, when I was still getting the 5% in it, it, it was still somewhat portable. Like I could use a squeeze bottle to fill um, cartridges, but now I couldn't. Uh, now, uh, since I've been doing it a little longer, trying to get that last 5% out, it definitely gets much thicker. Um, I try and empty it out of the rotovap roto as soon as I'm done while it's warm to try and get it out of there uh, completely. But if you don't, it, it, I can get it to, to almost a jelly form where one of the other customers that was here today, I mean, it was uh, a good solid, uh, like, gummy bear form um, that he was getting just straight out of the, the rotovac. Right, right. And is that, is that a function of the, the vacuum or the temperature or both? Um, for the rotary evaporator? I think it's just the, uh, yeah, I needed to increase the heat and lower the uh, the pressure in there or increase the vacuum right. to get the last little bit out. And uh, I think it's just a function of getting all the alcohol out that, that makes it get that thick okay. at that point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. Okay, so so Bob, we're, uh, we're going to take another quick break here. Um, you know, running through the process of what you got going on there and, and, and trials and tribulations are great. Uh, it's great to hear, you know, I, I think a lot of people experience the same stuff. And so, um, it's, it's good to hear that you're overcoming it. And I'm, I'm glad that the, the session here today has been helpful for you here at Apex. So, uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, want to talk about Massachusetts and, uh, what it's like to be on the ground there in Massachusetts and what's the, what's some of the specific stuff that's going on. So we'll take a quick break and come back and talk about Massachusetts. We'll regroup for more Mission Supercritical after we hear from our sponsors. 
Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chi Chin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you life yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. What do master growers, dispensary owners, extraction artists, and infusion chefs all have in common? They'll all be in Denver, Colorado at NCIA Seed the Sales Show, February 7th and 8th. Don't miss a chance to learn alongside 3,000 of the cannabis industry's best and brightest in three highly focused tracks about cultivation, infused products and extractions, and business strategies and innovation. Network and shop for all of your business needs across 40,000 square feet of Expo 4. NCIA Seed the Sales Show. SeedTheSalesShow.com. Learning the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Awaken, adjust, and aspire. High on Healthy. Mondays on demand. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to Mission Supercritical. Again, our, our guest today is Bob Knox from the great state of Massachusetts. So uh, medical for, like you said, seven or eight years, um, just passed recreational as, as part of the, uh, of the voter amendment in 2016 and hasn't quite got everything off the ground yet. So wh- Bob, what's your prediction on, on when, you know, this uh, recreational, they don't want to call them dispensaries, but recreational outlets uh, or adult use stores will, will open up with material in them in Massachusetts? Uh, July 1st. And then they will be out of material by like July third. <laughs> yeah, is that because? Expound. Why? Why is that? They're not. Uh, they're not setting up um, everyone ahead of time the way they should. The regulations are still coming out now, and we're five months away to get. If uh, someone to were to wanted to get in the business, they would need to have full grows going already. And they don't have all the regulations out, all the fees and licenses and approvals and any of that out yet. And so we're going to be, uh, they're going to say, they'll, they'll come out and say, we'll have a store open on January 1st or uh, July 1st, but I can't see where they're going to get a, a legal supply for it. And, and are they going to allow medical material to be converted to recreational? I do not believe so. The medical licenses were all, they were a limited number. Um, they were very high priced. 
there were only a certain number of dispensaries located throughout the state where the recreational, um, I don't believe there's a limit on the number of dispensaries. It's however many times to- your town would allow that, that they would do. You will be able to, it, it'll be market driven instead of government driven for the recreation. So however much need is out there, theoretically in the long run, that's how many stores will be there to service. And, and, and have you been able to uh, attain a license or apply for a license uh, for yourself or your extraction business yet? Not yet. No, nope. they do. It was written in the original law that it was a 15,000 uh, license fee. And I have not seen anything like that out of the regulations that, I, that have come out um, so far. Basically, they've just they've been way behind in releasing any information. They're still holding meetings on it, on uh, getting input from communities. It, and is it political support? Is it political climate? You know, kind of rough where some people support it, some people don't. Or what, what, what's the major source of holdup on the regulations? Well, it's a town by town basis at this point. Uh, part of the law that they put into place was that any town could reject cannabis businesses. And a lot of them went out and they had special boats in the middle of the summer to, to say, well, last summer, to say whether or not they would allow what they were describing as dispensaries. But the more I look into it, it's actually they are either allowing all cannabis businesses or no cannabis businesses. So uh, it would, in effect, outlaw um, uh, extraction businesses, which had it's not the case in my town. With My town is fine, but... It's probably, I would say, at least thirty percent of the towns of Massachusetts are not allowing cannabis. Right, Bob. So, so Massachusetts as a state has allowed it, but they really kind of delegated the the legalization, quote unquote, or the authority to the the local municipalities. And and um, is, is that right? Right, just for the businesses themselves. Uh, people or residents can still grow their own. You can still possess it. Um, there, there's no there's no town by town for that. It's just whether or not they gave the towns the right to issue business licenses, business licenses to cannabis businesses or not. And uh, some, a bunch of the towns have voted on it and it said they're not going to allow it. So. And, and how about, how about your local town, right? The place where you're at, are they, they've been supportive and, and have you been able to educate the, the local leaders? Uh, they are supportive. I have not uh, really revealed my hand yet uh, with my local uh, readers. So I'd like to. Uh, I want to see. I'd like to see where the laws go first before I decide where I'm going to put the, the, the actual business. Right now, this is a lab in my basement. is a side small business project where I want to go. I want to be much bigger in a full blown location with one of your large one or more of your larger machines uh, right but again that it, it, a lot of things have to fall into place not only the the ability to uh, to get the license but are they going to allow transfer of large amounts of marijuana between two people that aren't dispensaries can I what am I going to be able to buy it right from a grower under the law we don't that's not 
been defined yet. I was going to say, so it's a, it's the, it's the same mess that every other state's in, <laughs> and that you know the, the cannabis industry is is uh, state by state. You know, each, each one of them has to kind of go through their own learning curves and and hard knocks. It's uh, you you would think somebody would get it figured out, but man, every every state seems to have their own uh, learning curve there. It's it's really challenging. So. Um, yeah, so, so Bob, you know, one of the things uh, you, you had mentioned about potentially going to another state and, uh, you know, upgrade, you know, running your business, uh, you know, in a much larger capacity, which, by the way, don't forget about our 75% return credit, right? You can turn your one liter in and, and be able to uh, trade up to, to one of our larger systems when you're ready. But you, you'd mentioned going to Vermont. Is that is that something that you want to go to? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, I'd probably prefer to Hampshire just because it has... Uh uh, no state income tax, and uh, I. But I don't know. Um, and I'd be up for anything. My wife has been talking about moving to Colorado since her <laughs> up and uh, yeah. going and, and trying to squeeze in there somehow. Um, Interesting. Interesting. So, no, uh, no, no shortage of opportunity, though, right? I mean, there's there's plenty of places to go if you've got knowledge in the cannabis space. So, so Bob, real quick here, uh, we're going to have to wrap up the show because we're just about out of time. But I want to make sure if there's a solution for you out there from a cartridge front or viscosity front, and somebody knows it, how might they get a hold of you to to give you the solution? Uh, yeah, you can uh, send me an email. It's co two labsma at gmail dot com. CO2, the number two, labs, MA, like Massachusetts, at Gmail. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Bob, really appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, thanks for thanks for taking the time. And thanks for coming to the Apex facility for our, our, uh, our secondary processing class. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, love love talking to you. You know, it's uh, again, it's a little goofy that we're we're sitting in the same building, but not in the same room. So anyway, Bob, thanks. I really appreciate you being a guest on Mission Supercritical. Look for other Mission Supercritical shows to learn more about Apex Supercriticals. More than five hundred customers operating in the cannabis industry today. Hope you can join us. And until then, happy extracting. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.